Thanks for joining us, everyone. A big uh, hello to our host from across the pond, Brandon. How are you, mate? Hey, doing well. Glad to glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Excellent. Today's episodes are, I think, our biggest episodes yet. Jared, is that a fair assessment? Oh, absolutely. It's been years in the it's making. Been, it has been. Well, it's been it's been weeks in the making. It took about. <laughs> Two hours this morning to get together, so <laughs> it's been a difficult time. But to, today's episodes we're starting off with, I've actually given them a title. Hey, hey you okay? Hey. Damn enchiladas. Raiding the Friday the 13th franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, are, what an iconic we line, going, yeah. <laughs> we are going deep into the franchise. Forget about Crystal Lake Memories. That's crap. <laughs> this is where it's at. So we are going to run through this entire franchise from top to bottom, rank everything we can find, look at all the what-the-fuck moments, the, 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 everything that surrounds Crystal Lake. It's, it's going to be exhaustive. So, yeah, strap yourselves in. Could be a, uh, be a very entertaining series of episodes. So to get started... I'm just going to go ahead and just give you a couple of little bits of trivia, very minor trivia about the actual franchise. There's been 11 films. I'm not counting Freddy vs. Jason in this. There's 11 Friday the 13th films, a total budget of $55.9 million, so $5.5 million per film, really, if you're breaking it down, and a box office total of $351.6 million worldwide. So not bad bang for your buck, I think, based on the budget. Mm-hmm. And this, if, if this is to be believed, because I haven't actually checked this out deeply, but Jason allegedly kills 151 people. I believe that does include Freddy and Jason, though. Yeah, I think the biggest question, though, is how much is food poisoning killed? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, I'd like to stack his kills up against too. How many people have drunk the water down there? Yeah, how many times, yep. he, how many yep. times he busted in and founded someone dead on the toilet seat already or something like that? <laughs> or, or the numerous accidental deaths that I forgot were in this, just people fucking biting it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason's not, yeah, the most deadly thing, I guess, here at Camp Crystal <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, we're going to start by rating the films from top to bottom. Now, this does not include Freddy vs. Jason, so before we get to that, let's have a quick discussion about Freddy vs. Jason in terms of what our thoughts were on that because, obviously, there's a lot of information about how long it took to actually get that on the screen and the number of different scripts and stuff involved. Now, um, I... Had I believe Jared as well had that book on the whole, all the scripts that were done. Yep. And it really tossed up a fair bit of shit. So yeah. my personal opinion, I actually think it turned out okay, to be honest. Yeah. I the film was I love, I love I love Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, I, it's a guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine. We've yeah. actually covered it on our show, Nostalgia Be Damned, because it was a movie I really enjoyed as a kid. And growing up, you know, it's the two fucking titans of terror coming together. It turns into an all-out fucking wrestling match by the end of it. And there's just blood and viscera and nonstop gore. Like, yeah, there's a lot to love. Stoner worms, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree. I think, the, yeah. uh, I think the, the end result, especially having gone back and read that uh, Slash of the Titans book, mm. 
I think they did get the best of what was floating around there for a while. So, yeah, I, I'd agree totally. Like, I, I remember going to see it and I was satisfied. I was thoroughly pleased with what we got. You know, going back to look at it now, I'm not going to lie, there is some, you know, there's some warts, but I still enjoy the hell out of it. I actually think it's got some some pretty good kills too, underrated yeah. in terms of some of the kills that are going on in the series. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a fan of it. I also think Ken Kersinger, I think, who does the performance of Jason in that one, pretty underrated. He's a, he's a pretty decent Jason, I think. Pretty yeah. intimidating in a way. Yeah. I think they, they did. Totally uh, the design is solid without being one of my favorites, but I thought, hey, yeah, I thought he did a really good job. And he's he's got the um, size over Kane Hodder. Like, he, he was, Ken Kersinger is tall as well as beefy, whereas Hodder's a little bit shorter. So, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with him. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed in him at all. I think it would have been nice to have Kane Hodder. I think it it would have actually, for for the the, the heavy duty fans like us, it might have been more interest like just interesting to have Kane Hodder and Robert England. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're talking about a studio movie. I think they end up spending like thirty million dollars or something on it. So yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they would if they had to cut someone, they were gonna. Um, well, I think. It- Quite frankly, I think it did just come down to the size. Like, Robert Englund's not a big man, but when you got a, yeah. a guy who was physically taller in stature, it made Jason look like a fucking giant compared to Freddie, which was probably yeah. the deciding factor, I think. I, I've read a little bit about it, and I think that came into it, uh, along as other, as well as other things. Obviously, Kane was not pleased. He made, <laughs> made that pretty clear a few times. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I mean he's given day, he's given he, a lot back. He's he's been really good about doing the conventions and engaging with fans, and really loved the character, which some of those guys didn't. That was that was <laughs> refreshed for me reading Crystal Lake Memory, where some of them were just like it was a fucking paycheck, and I moved on. The movie's a piece of crap, and um, so yeah, I, I've got a, I, I love yeah, what, but I, yeah. What I found funny about that, Jared. What's Some that? of them had moved on back then, but now they're hitting the convention circuit because they, yeah, exactly. uh, their signed photos were thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, we'll have a listen to Roy. Roy is yeah, like Roy, Roy thinks the film is an absolute turd, but his his tune has changed when he realised he could cash in. You know, people would give him twenty bucks for a smile and a photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, I tell you, the the photo I'd really love signed is the uh, the two Jay and Silent Bob, the Jay the Jay knockoff. This fucking guy from that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one of the most grading characters. And yeah, there's just a bunch of. As much as I love it, there are some weird things going on because it's, yeah. it's of course 2003, so they're really getting into a lot of CGI. So it's CGI heavy, which I'm never a fan of. Mm. But mm. then you got the weird like Robert Englund, <laughs> how sweet dark meat subtext <laughs> <that's going on. laughs> that we just don't need. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could go without that. <laughs> no. But the whole cornfield scene, that whole like massacre is one of Jason's best kills, I think, yeah. on screen, that whole bit yeah, there. Cool. There is some good stuff there. A little inventive and just to get to the point of cameras rolling, I think, was a fucking feat unto itself. Like just to come up with some sort of story that vaguely made sense to get these guys together. Definitely. I think it's it's a pretty decent one. And out of the versus movies we've got so far, still <laughs> Probably the best, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. You know what, too? Reading that book just showed me showed me how much shit was getting thrown up there, though. There yeah. was this whole thing about having this cult of Freddy worshippers called the Fredheads, and, like, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, what? Who came up with this? Why would you think this was a good oh. idea? And it was actually really well-known screenwriters who were coming up with this crap. Hmm. So I agree. Like, I think... Um, 
you know, a few people kick the shit out of the two guys who end up riding it. Is it Mark Shannon and Damien Swift? Yeah. But I think they did the absolute best they could possibly have got. And judging by what they said in the Chris Lake Memories doco, a fair bit of their stuff got removed. Yeah, well, so, some of the stuff that they come up ultimately with, came up with was pretty good. I, th- I thought the the whole thing about the police trying to trying to keep Freddie under wraps and bringing back the hypnosil and all that sort of stuff was a yeah. was a solid setup for getting both characters together. Totally agree. Are we are we we happy we've covered that? Because I believe that's the most successful, and it is actually the only one I ever saw in the cinema. Mm, yeah, it made something like eighty million dollars in the states, and I think was the biggest or most successful horror film that year. Yeah. Right around it. This is also the year of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly off tangent, but I enjoyed that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's all <laughs> shit. Jason. Jason. <laughs> is that I next, Adam? The, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fuck. I can tell you now, mate. We could do hours on the Matthew McConaughey one. <laughs> oh, God. The what the fuck? How glad we sit through two over long. the next generation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Next generation. Definitely. I mean, what was he doing? <laughs> it was early in his career, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's Freddy vs. Jason out of the way. Now, just to add to the three of us giving our thoughts on the franchise from top to from bottom to top, we've also got a friend of the show, Luke, who's provided us with his thoughts that I will. Sprinkle throughout. So, Brandon, mate, kick us off. What is your least favourite or number 11 on your list of Friday Yes, yeah, so, so I feel like my list probably going to be similar in the, the very tops and the very bottoms, but everything in between might piss some people off, I have to say. <laughs> but I'm going to go number 11. My least favourite by far is Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> It's uh, just completely devoid of any likable characters, interesting kills, basic like plot cohesion. <laughs> Easily the worst of the series for me. One of the most tedious and boring and just straight out ridiculous slashers that genuinely throws logic completely out the fucking window to the degree that nothing makes sense at all. And so I can never get a, a grasp on this movie. All of the, the kills are sadly neutered for the most part. And so... All you have is a fucking movie that builds to a promise that never comes. And when it, when it does finally come, you get five minutes of it, an hour and 12 minutes into this movie or whatever, and then it's over in a flash and we spend the rest in a sewer. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I would argue yeah, this is the, the Jason on the boat movie. One, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the movie's yeah, a fucking disaster. <laughs> but yeah, where do you guys have this one on your list? It's number 11 for me. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Oh, yes, I'll say all right, unanimous. All yeah. It's just, just, and it, it is also Luke's number 11. Uh, he, oh. He kind of broke us down with a little bit of what he liked and what he didn't. Okay. He actually said that there was a couple of all right kills, like the girl with the guitar, and, and he actually thought that the opening sequence where he gets resurrected was all right. Uh, and he, uh, look, it's probably the only scene that I really like is where he actually kicks the boombox. Mm. And those guys oh, yeah. out the knives and he turns around and shows him his face. That was cool. Yep. But like you guys, Luke is of the opinion that it's 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 just fucking he looks ridiculous and the whole <laughs> getting drenched in bloody toxic weight. Like, there, there's a question I've got. <laughs> <laughs> does, 
Does it involve New York's Parks and Recreation Department? Who is flooding the sewers with toxic waste? It happens every night at midnight. <laughs> what? It does? Why? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my Can God. we get some explanation as to why that happened? Yeah, get the mayor on the yeah, line. Oh, take it to the top. I want to talk to the mayor about this. <laughs> this is what's happening. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, gosh. It feels like a TV movie. Like that's that's how I feel yeah. about it. It seems like maybe Rob Hedden might have had a better script. I mean, you you hear that obviously that they cut and cut and cut New York. Like they, yep. the, the producers just didn't want to spend any money. But you know what? Honestly, you would have needed fifteen million dollars probably to to make a movie primarily in New York City, which is what they were after. And there's no way it was going to make that kind of yeah. that, that kind of box office. Mm. I mean, the, the the series was in the toilet by then. Yeah, so, so you can see why the producers went fuck. And they don't want to do this. The problem is the producers knew that. So don't tell us Jason's going to New York. Yeah, tell us it's Vancouver. Jason goes. Yeah, exactly. They had a poster and a T-shirt. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was genius marketing, but it was a case of false advertising. Like they could have been in, in for a class action. Like he didn't go to New York. I mean, tell us Jason's well, going to Vancouver. That works. Jason. Jason takes. No, Vancouver. just put him on the. My, my thing was put him on the cruise ship. Yeah. Just leave it there. Sure. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and don't take you him off. Less shit to swallow. Yeah, absolutely. Although what they yeah, did with it, says, uh, what they did with it, that didn't work so well either. So maybe that would have been number eleven as well. Jason, Jason takes, <laughs> <laughs> Jason takes the cruise line. No, well, with the characters they got, yeah, it time. would be because the lead of this, you know, Rennie or Remy, she's just a you know fucking wet blanket of a character. <laughs> her backstory's so ridiculous and like her stupid hallucinations of a character she's never met. Why is this happening? I, I, yeah, it's just dumbfounding. Plus, there's one, well, I guess we'll get this into this. The, I'll, I'll save this for the what the fuck moment, but there's just so many of those as they rattle on through. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, this one is just uh, but I do walk with them. Thankfully, we do have that, uh, you know, one minute sparring session on that rooftop you know, yeah. with him and Julius that really saves the it day. Nearly say, it nearly uh, makes the whole movie worth watching again. Nearly, nearly. It does. It does. And, and, and honestly, no denying the fact that, that that one shot of him in Times Square is really fun. The, yeah. the idea of him terrorizing people in the middle of New York City is a, is a gem. But unfortunately, they just don't follow through. It's, all, it's a big case of blue balls. But, uh, but, but again... <laughs> they do have like 20 deaths in the movie, so that is the positive in my opinion. There are a lot of kills. They're just kind of either off screen a lot of them or fairly uninteresting. So is, is I think Is this Brandon, is this the cold shower of Friday the Absolutely. So much promise. Yeah, going into it. So much promise. I think yeah, uh, well, the, 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 one of the best It's parts, a fucking uh, hundred minutes long. Oh, no. Oh, There's no Which kind of emphasized the fact that you weren't in New York for very long at all. Like, if it was 90 minutes and you had five minutes in New York, it doesn't feel as... Because once you get to that 100 mark in these slashes, you start to really, really drag if it's not doing the job for you. And so then when you get to New York and get that brief bite, you're just like, fuck, <laughs> is that it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Kane, yeah. Hodder, Kane Hodder hated... The, the making fun of Jason, whereas I thought him seeing the billboard of the hockey mask and then walking into Times Square and kicking the thing over, that was the, that was the best stuff in the movie. Yeah, yeah I, I think 
I mean, we've already done so much to Jason at this point. Yeah. I mean, a billboard certainly is going to hurt his image. Yep. <laughs> uh, but but I, I will say, I don't know any movie that hates New York City as much as this movie does. <laughs> God, New York is shit. What I never want to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we've bought. <laughs> Jason may go to hell, but the worst place he's visited is yeah. the city. I mean, in the late eighties, we, we've yeah. brought Barter Town up a few times, but uh, it, it's a safer place to live than New York in in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I like my chances there much better. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. I'd rather two men into one man leave <laughs> than wander the back streets <laughs> of New York City. Because I yeah. tell you now, yeah, it seems to be very yep. nasty. <laughs> Alright, so that's our bottom um, Consensus yes. Across the four of us Consensus yep. Okay Right, okay What's your tenth? Alright, number ten And I wrestled this one at number nine Kept flipping back and forth But I ultimately settled on Friday the 13th Part 5 A New Begin It's my tenth least favorite Friday the 13th movie uh, Yes, I'll join <sighs> you there on Part 5 <laughs> Okay, okay And what about you, Sorry. Jared? Same. All right. Yeah. I mean, the movie's directed by a soft corn porn director. It's the sleaziest in the series. Perhaps the most problematic, also in terms of political correctness and just how comfortable I am watching a movie. But in all honesty, I sort of admire how gross this movie is and feels as just a straight up slasher. Again, it's not Jason. So that's where this movie, you know, is severely dinged. It's filled with so much unnecessary nudity, though. But a crazy high body count, you know, it does, I think, move, though, at a breakneck pace. I'm never necessarily bored, more just confused as to what, why I'm following this guy and who gave this guy an axe and what's happening. What? <laughs> I don't know. The, the movie above question. this, I, I just switched it out, but it, it was last minute. And I think that this one is almost kind of the, the Halloween three of the series where. You know, they were trying something different and it ultimately didn't succeed and, and it, people just wanted, you know, their own Jason back. Yeah. Look, I agree with you. I have nothing but fun with this movie in terms of I laugh my ass off. It has got some of my yeah. favourite amusing moments in the entire franchise. But it's, you're trying to go somewhere different, yet you make no attempt to go anywhere different than the previous films. And you, you toss in this mystery that, like, two seconds after the bike sees the corpse, he goes, he goes, oh, shit. And you just know, there's a guy, there's our man. Um, they also, don't, they also and, don't make it, they don't make a secret of, like, when they're talking about the murder and Roy's in the background looking over people's shoulders and they're like, he's going, you're talking to me or whatever. You know, I'm not talking to you, Roy, or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I still the, the the biggest laugh I got. I mean, there were so many, but my personal favourite is the bloke who turns up to take the girl out on a date and proceeds to beat the horn and go, "Oh no!" And then still <laughs> What a charmer! Yeah, this guy's great. <laughs> he gets an axe embedded in his head, and I'm just like, God, <laughs> talk about character development, that bloke. <laughs> What a great bloke. Yeah. But the the film in general is, it's just, there's too many kills, which is weird to say in in a slasher film, but, I mean, it's tw- I think it's 22, is it? 22? 
22 kills, I think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 22 kills. Now, you need a minimum of a couple of minutes to kill each of those people. So there you look at it. There's an hour of your movie in just yep. people's deaths. So, and, you know, to squeeze in a bit of nudity, <laughs> yeah, there's your 85 minutes. So much nudity, yeah. So, it's just the horniest, the horniest nudity. <laughs> Yeah, this one doesn't have a problem with blue balls. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the opposite. So I've had enough. Yeah. It's death by snooze. I will say, <laughs> I will say, and it's a strange series to really do this with or, or compare it to, but bro, this honestly feels like the sequel that's most like the original movie, which is just a lot of hands, killers kept in darkness. You don't see a lot. It's kind of a mystery. Yeah. It feels like the most original, or the most like the original Friday the 13th than any of the sequels, but I feel like people just, you know, don't like it because it's not what they grew to like about the series, and that's where I I, kind of fall on this. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Now, Luke Luke's a bit different here. He's gone with Jason Goes to Hell. Interesting, okay. Which, uh, look, he enjoyed the ambush at the start. Some of the kills he, he really enjoyed, especially the tent. Oh, of course, yeah. Dismember, and of course, Crate and Duke. Who oh, doesn't course. love Crate and Duke? <laughs> One of the, the best bloke. characters. <laughs> but he didn't like the look of Jason, and the supernatural elements were just, just out there. So he's got that at number ten. To segue in, where do you, where do you guys have this one sitting? I was going to say, honestly, it's a good segue because that is my number nine, uh, and it was the one I was fighting with most. Which where where do I want to put this? Agreed. I had it at nine as well. Where does he have a new beginning? Number seven. Number seven. Okay. He's got it at number seven. Right. And, and look, he lo- look. He loves Demon. Who, Who doesn't? Yeah, Demon. I feel bad for not mentioning Juana Man himself, uh, <laughs> Miguel Nunez. Uh, the Return of the Living Dead. Not the first member of that cast to, to show up in here. I think Tommy Jarvis is also the lead in that movie. He shows up number six, mm. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Demon's Enchiladas, <laughs> one of the best. Look, Demon's going to get plenty of talk later on. He's, he's really exactly, that's get what some I thought. Talk. But, uh, yeah, um, so he, I think he enjoyed it a lot more. Um, he, he was a big fan. He was a, more of a fan of the body count, which I can kind of understand, I guess, in the sense of these movies yeah. were ramping the body counts up by the time we got yep. to part five. So expectation was probably, yeah, you, you're pretty keen to see that. So he had it at number seven, so a little, little bit higher. So, yeah, like I said, number nine for me is the well, way yeah, Jason goes to hell. Uh, I mean, I admire the swing for the fences that this sequel takes. I do not like where it lands. It's an ugly looking. It's very sluggish. It's unintentionally hilarious at times. It's ultimately a misfire that but isn't without some moments of really inspired gore effects and some just hilarious moments, ironic entertainment. But it's just largely weighed down, in my opinion, by an awful mythology that they try to throw a shoehorn in here and a refusal to really establish a solid tone throughout. It just feels like this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. But that being said, there are just so many jaw-dropping moments in this that I can't... It's a fun fucking watch. I, 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 re- I rewatch this maybe more so than some of the ones a little higher on this list just because of the, the batshit crazy nature of it all. Agreed. It's trying something, and I, I remember when we looked at this, Jared, we both sort of said, at least they were having a crack at something else. Mm. But watching it again, I just felt 
there's, there's some, as, as you said, Brandon, there's some inspired stuff. I mean, blowing him up in the first couple of minutes, it's a great yeah. idea. It actually threw you. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and I was like, fuck, what's going on? You know, where, where, where mm-hmm. are we? What's happening? And you stayed um, in that state for the rest of the film. <laughs> basically, yes. I mean, when I was 14, I thought this was awesome. I thought you know, oh, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. You know, yep. so, but ultimately it's let down by the fact that it, you never bring – it's never a good idea to bring in long-lost siblings and things like that and try and sort of create this mythology that never existed. Yeah. And it's even more problematic with Jason because he is such a one-note type of character. Like, there's not a lot there to Jason's mythology. He drowned, his mum went crazy, you know, and then he came back for revenge. That's really what we have. So when you come out yeah. of the ninth one, you go, oh, he had sisters, and, and you know, oh, by the way, when you eat his heart, you turn into him. Oh, God, yeah, fucking mouth things or something, whatever's <laughs> happening in this movie, it is just gross. Gross, yeah, they're eating hearts, it's, ugh. <laughs> I will say, until maybe the 2009 remake, the best opening of the series, because it's a real synthesis of all the films rolled into a few minutes, really lulls you into a sense of, false Friday the 13th security yep. and then yeah out of nowhere it, it blows him the fuck up I will say this may be the ugliest Jason has ever looked as well with the gross yeah. bulbous he looks shocking <laughs> yeah. and they kind of by, yeah. by, he doesn't uh, look good by make, all those effects make him look like he's um, he's been in a good paddock too he's been eating fairly regularly um, he looks <laughs> yeah, he yeah he's, a, he's a bit of a podgy, podgy Jason this time around um, but yeah I don't know yeah. we, we must have been reading each other's lists because I've got this exactly the same spot as well but I, okay. I, I thought yeah you pretty much nailed it the biggest thing for me is the mythology is a little bit strange but then they make some of the decisions where you're constantly going well hang on a minute how come this happened? If you know you, the 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 turns they take with the mythology, just make you keep bringing up these other questions, and none of them, none of them have any answers or make any sense. So it's um, yeah, it's it's definitely one where I appreciated the the um, attempt to do something a little different, but they went way too far and taking Jason out of it for so long, or you know, making Jason in another person's body just it, it just didn't work in the. In the scheme of things. Yeah, and it's also sort of like, I guess, uh, what is it? Halloween, oh, God damn it, 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, when there's fucking runes and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. one of the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where, you know, they double down on the supernatural mythology, and it's like, I don't want my Jason, I don't want the evil of Jason to be a fucking bug-looking thing that swirls into people. Yeah. Like, that's not what's scary about Jason to me. That's not what I even like about Jason. So, yep. yeah, this one was <laughs> kind of a letdown in that respect. But again, it's got some positives. Mm-hmm. Great fucking deal. So Michael, nice. out of the big three, Michael's the only one that hasn't turned into an insect or worm or something yet. So we've, we've got that. <laughs> yeah, to, give it time. That to, Halloween Kills hasn't come yeah, out yet. Yeah. As soon as the returns start <laughs> dipping for Bloodhouse, we can expect a Michael worm or a Michael spider or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this does have some fun uh, Easter eggs too for horror fans. Yeah, you know, obviously the the Freddy glove at the end, but yeah, there's the, the, Necronomicon. the Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah. You could tell this was made by a fan of the series who just kind of wanted to take a swing, and it ultimately doesn't work. But I think it is 
pretty entertaining. Definitely. Yeah. And they've got that... Not to, uh, not to kick him in the nuts, but it's made by a fan of the series, but a person who doesn't know much about directing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, the guy it's was like 23 directed. when he made it. Yeah, it was a yeah. big call. And look, yeah, yeah, you can't knock him. It was his first movie, for God's sake. He's actually making um, a, a doco on the making of. They've, they funded it on yeah. Indiegogo, I think. Um, so I think it's... They, said they reckon they've got about 20-odd people to talk about it, so... Should be interesting to find out what the fuck happened. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I think they were hamstrung by, oh, you yeah, know, not to lay the blame squarely at his feet, but I think Sean Cunningham might have been a bit of a problem there. Yeah. Because everything you read is he wanted to get rid of Jason's mask. He didn't want to see that. He, yeah. You know, he came in and, and you know, had all these ideas and then he suddenly says, you know, he's classic, he's classic buddy buyer beware sort of bike, you know. Yeah. Oh, it all sounds good at the time, but then five, ten years later you're looking at it going, oh, look, it's a turd. It was never yeah. going to work, he says. <laughs> he, that's, why didn't you say that at the start, mate? That's one of my favourite parts yeah. in Crystal Lake Memories. The book is when you're reading a few pages. And you see Adam Marcus is saying, yeah, Sean wanted to get rid of the mask. Sean wanted to do this. And then Sean's, Sean Cunningham's there going, oh, I didn't say that. Um, of course, you'd be silly to get rid of Jason. Adam was an idiot for getting rid of Jason. And I, I have a feeling like that's um, Sean Cunningham's, I wasn't grinding my feet on Eddie's couch. Uh, so anyway, I was grinding <laughs> yeah. my feet on Eddie's couch. I think that's his kind of revision. It's like just quickly flipping back to whatever suits his needs at the time, you know. I, I, I think it was yeah, yeah. probably Sean Cunningham looking to make those calls and really supporting them. And then when it all went pear-shaped, oh, look, the director was inexperienced, no no idea what he was doing, silly to get rid of Jason. That's all on him, you know? Yep. Yeah. Then you throw a, a madman like Bob Shea in the mix because he's yeah. got New Line, right? This is when the series went to New yep. Line, so. Yeah, I'd yeah. suggest uh, the, the, there was a lot of external forces not helping. Yeah, look, I've got Bob production. on the phone. Um, what do you reckon about putting a, a, another strip club in there uh, with uh, you know him behind the bar serving drinks and leather chaps <laughs> and things like that? Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, mate, that, 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 that shit haunts my dreams. Giving <laughs> 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 chaps at a bloody leather bar. Just, oh, God. All right, um, Luke actually had a, um, a different one at number nine. He had part seven, the new blood. Ooh, part seven, okay. Look, he enjoyed his, obviously enjoyed Jason, the way Jason looked and some of the kills were cool and the final blue between Jason and Tina, he really liked. But he wasn't really, a, he's not really a fan of Kane Hodder, which is, um, you know, which is interesting because a lot of, most people in, who, who are Jason fans are, are, are sort of big on Hodder. Some shit-ass characters. And basically yeah. he also mentioned the fact that the censors had cut out so much gore. Yeah. It's pretty pretty neutered, I think, by the MPAA. Now, I actually had part seven quite high. I had actually had it at number yeah, four. Yeah, it's four, yeah. yeah. So for me, Same. I have seven at number six. Number six, right. Seven at six, yeah. All right, well, look, um, let's, keep, let's keep going up through your list and we'll get there and we'll give our sure, thoughts sure. on the film. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So from here on out, this is where it's it's going to start straying for for many people, I'm assuming. So uh, you know, I'm sharpening my axe as I speak. Here. No. Uh, number eight, I have Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Ooh, part three. three. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I like how it establishes many of the the Jason traits we know and love today. 
for, for me, it's ultimately pretty forgettable, especially when it's based on any sort of the kills or the characters. It's a movie that was heavily influenced by the 3D craze and, in my opinion, suffers due to its you know, unnecessary use of the technology and trying to frame every other goddamn shot in 3D, um, which I guess if you've got your 3D glasses on at home can be fun, which I've done before. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's always a good time. But f- for me, I, I don't know. This This also does the... Now everything's a formula. I think this one, after the second one, this one really establishes the formula that I, as a part of, part of me, because I'm a Friday the 13th fan, I love, because that's just, these are these movies. But at the same time, I feel like this is where they could have done a left or a right and maybe expanded this series rather than a paint by numbers, here we go for, for moving on. And I don't know, so maybe this is what it does for the series that I kind of dislike it more than most people. Again, it's still a fucking great fun slasher. I, I love all these movies from here on out, but I have to say that despite him getting his iconic hockey mask, there aren't a lot of kills I enjoy, and I don't like my Jason sauntering off like he does no. in this movie. He, this is one of the laziest yeah. fucking Jasons do 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 do, do <laughs> as he leaves kills and stuff. I, I don't know, and and I, I'm not a fan of how he's revealed to look at the end of this movie as well. So that kind of factors in. But where do you? What do you guys have? Or what do you guys oh, have? I'll jump in because mine is the same. Now this was one of oh, this okay, was one okay. about three or yeah. this was one of about three or four that I was constantly juggling back and forth, but. The big thing for me is, as you said, I appreciate the fact that they got the mask and established some of the some of those things. I hate Shelley. I hate Shelley. <laughs> I just hate the bloke. I can't cop him, which is funny. He's a fucking yeah. Nightmare. Because I've really um, Larry Zerner has. I've really come to appreciate how much he loves having been in the series and sticking and connecting with the fans. So I really love him. But I just hate that character. I hate him. There's a couple of other characters there that I don't care for either. But the big thing for me is, and you you hit on it, Brandon. This is the this is the most overrated Jason of the series. Like some people love this Jason, and I'm just like, he's right down the bottom for me. You you mentioned we get a lot of shots of him kind of walking, and he there's parts where you like you can see it feels like in Richard Brooker's head he's going, what do I do with my hands? Because he's walking and his hands are kind of straight <laughs> next to him, and he just kind of waddles off. And yeah, yeah I, I, like Ricky yeah, Bobby. I think he's he's absolutely <laughs> the most overrated Jason in the series, which is probably the the clincher for putting it lower than the other ones in the end. Yeah, right. I wasn't too much lower. Uh, so, oh, sorry, I wasn't too much higher. I had that one at number seven. Look, there are a couple of good 3D moments for me. The fact that it established the hockey mask. There are a couple of kills that I like. I do like Andy. I still want to know why he's walking around on his fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's a question for another time. And the finale is actually pretty good. Chris really does take him on and yep. delivers a bit of damage to him. And because he's still human for the most part, I guess, it's it kind of establishes quite a good, will she get away, won't she? They do a couple of nice things with the car and everything like that, which rather than just, yep. oh, shit, it won't start, they actually <laughs> make a bit of effort there. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think Richard Brooker, when he's killing, he's fine, mm. but he's a little nonchalant. Oh, and look, I do love Harold. Again, he's going to get <laughs> some long-term discussion here. But... Yep. I just find that it it's like you, Brandon. It's a little bit forgettable. I guess yeah. you know it doesn't we, stick we, to the memory. 
Yeah. And this is where, you know, if you're starting a Friday the 13th movie marathon, it starts to get repetitive with, you know, I'm going to kill someone underneath them, put my hand over their head and stab them through something. I'm going to, you know, there's going to be the five minute recap of the movie before. Yeah. There's going to be the dream sequence at the end where she thinks it's over, but it's not over. But was that a dream or <laughs> I don't know? It's, yeah. It just gets into that repetitive kind of paint by numbers scheme. And, and that's the only part that really hurts it for me, because honestly, there are some some decent kills in here. You know, the fire poker and yeah. uh, people getting impaled left and right. So and look, he's got it, some it, decent kills. Just. Who hasn't wanted to see someone's eyeball get squeezed? <laughs> that fucking kill! Oh my lord! That's a Maybe the best prosthetic head in horror history. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Good God. Now Luke has it quite a bit higher. He has it at number four, and he. The, oh wow! Uh, yeah. Oh, got, there's, there's obviously a bit of nostalgia there because it's actually the first Friday film he watched. He says it's as cheesy as hell, but he actually likes Jason in this one, and he likes Chris as a final girl. He's a fan of some of the kills. And, of course, Harold being an absolute pig. (laughs) 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 Which is great. He's got a negative that I think I've got it in the what the fuck moment, so I'm not going to go over it right now, but the whole thing about Chris and Jason's connection prior to the film in yeah. terms of oh, him, yes, him attacking yes. her. He's got real problems with that and didn't appreciate it. And yep. <laughs> Shelly constantly cocking up his chances <laughs> to get... <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, yeah, look, it's a how not to. <laughs> Falling out of a bloody closet with a fake axe in your head, it doesn't scream, let's let's it up and get yeah. on. Step, step one, don't bring a suitcase of props from the funny shop with you, mate. That's like, <laughs> just... <laughs> look, fake dog shit, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you keep doing these goddamn pranks, no one's gonna care when you've, I guess, survived a while after having your neck like yeah. slashed. Yeah. Everyone's like, "No, he's crying wolf." Classic Shelley. <laughs> There's also only two black characters in this movie, by the way. Both of them are thugs. Yeah, <laughs> which is ridiculous too. The one guy, I was also like holding out hope, like, "Oh wow, where's that other guy?" Ali, I think his name is. Yeah. One of the, the trio of gang yep. members who shows up at the end for. Literally just to have his hand chopped off and murdered immediately. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a nice little, he comes back, saves the day. No. <laughs> yeah. So what What do you next got on the list, mate? Well, I believe we're at number so, eight. Seven? No, seven, yes, seven. Oh, wait. Seven, seven, seven. Okay. So, yeah, this one, I feel like people are going to be pretty pissed because I know a lot of people love this one. But I have it number seven, Friday the 13th, part two. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Just one I second. Know. One second before we go in. Yep. Just yeah. to cover off on Luke. Oh, oh yes. I'm oh, sorry. We're at number eight, aren't we? Uh, we just did eight. I think we're. No, no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 11, yeah, 11. Yep. New party. beginning. That's yeah, 10. Jason goes to, uh, a new beginning. Number 10. Jason goes to hell. Number nine. Uh, Friday the 13th, part three at number eight. And now, yeah, now we're on number seven. Okay, okay. So wh- you had it at eight too, didn't you, Jared? Yep. Okay, sorry. At eight, I actually had Jason X. Oh, boom. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Piss off. Yeah, Get we'll out be of talking here. about that later. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Um, let's let's move on. <laughs> 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 oh, 
God. Yeah, so I've got two at seven. What is what does Luke have at seven? Luke has at seven. Because Luke at eight had Jason X as well. Oh, we did too. Oh, okay. okay, okay. And Luke had um, a new beginning at seven. And we talked about his thoughts oh, that's on right. that. Yep. Yep. Okay, so so you've got part two. Part two, I know, I know. I think a lot of it just has to do with the, the numerous amounts of kills that are off camera. Just so many that are out of frame or we come and find a body. There's, uh, there's one great kill in here that we'll touch on, obviously, in, in like the best of kills. But honestly, a lot of it comes down to, and I know this is stupid, but it's just a lot of it comes down to the way he fucking looks at the end of this movie. Gross, hillbilly <laughs> face, and like hills have eyes, Jason. Not a fan of, because one, I know guys who look like this. This is just, you know, like after you have a few, you know what I mean? You got a few uh, uh, cans of chewing tobacco later. This is you. But like, <laughs> see, again, yeah, I love the, I love the, the, the sack, the potato sack. It's a cool look. But ultimately, I just feel like the killer's extremely fucking clumsy. Falls down all the time. Everyone's beating the shit out of this guy. And in the same respect, it's just never all that scary, despite having, I think, some good moments of tension. I think out of all of them, this may be the most actually like professional tense production. But for memory's sake, and, and I don't know, for, this one's just never stuck with me over the years. And rewatching it this time, I was like, yeah, it's just kind of a bland slasher. It's not much of uh, a Jason movie, in my opinion. But it's got a great final. I'll say it. Okay. Jared, where'd you have it? Uh, part two. I had quite a bit higher than that. I actually had that third. Um, third. So, okay. All right. So, yes. I'm in the minorities. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? Well, so what do you guys I like actually, about this one? So I actually, for a long time, I, I really didn't like to at all. But just recently, the last couple of times I watched it, I just developed an appreciation for it. I just felt I actually don't mind Jason. I agree with what you said. The, the way he looks at the end is is a bit off. Glad I don't know anyone that looks like that. <laughs> but um, it's, it's um, I just feel like Ginny is is really strong and, and covers over a few of its issues. I like that it starts to bring in a bit of that storytelling mythology about Jason and the fact that we stepped into Jason for the first time. And I think it's got a couple of good kills in there. So, uh, yeah, it sort of it sort of jumped up the list for me recently, mainly because I, I really developed a, a, a much stronger appreciation for Ginny being probably one of the best final girls in the whole thing. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I had it a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I would totally agree. I actually found it a notch above the first one, so everything's done a little bit better. Ginny is fantastic. In terms of characters in the entire franchise, she would be as well-rounded as they get. Like, they do a really good job of actually giving her some backstory, going to college, psychology degree, the whole thing in the bar where she talks about Jason and Paul's trying to tell her, you know, he's just a legend and all this sort of stuff. And the way she uses that, it's great. Yes, the kills, I think they would have been much better had they have not been edited to shit. Like, they've obviously been edited quite heavily. And I actually think it's quite tense. There's a number of good jump scares in it that work. So overall, I've, I've got a lot of time for this one, and, and it's one that I can – and plus it's super brisk, mate. It's 82 minutes, I think. It's really brisk. So they do a really good job in a short sp- space of time. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, never, never dragged for me or anything like that. I, I think 
it's, it's got kind of a weak opening too, in my opinion. I, I don't like the fact, like, I don't even know how he finds fucking Alice or what's going on oh, there. Yeah. There's right. some questions there. Call her? There's some big questions on that shit. The guy doesn't know how to, guy so, doesn't know how to fucking use a, use a broom, but he can find his way. <laughs> he can track down someone in another city, make phone calls. Yeah, there's lots of questions there. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I honestly just don't remember any of the other characters besides Ginny. And that's that's also kind of where it hurts, is it doesn't have those a lot of the quirky side characters that even if they're annoying, I can at least like point at them and be like, well, that guy's at least funny yeah. and dumb. I want him to die. This that. <laughs> He's just kind of a bland slate of characters, in my opinion. But admittedly, probably one of the best final Yeah. Luke actually had it at his, as his number two. Oh, number he's, two. Yeah, he's wow, actually okay. a big, very big uh, fan of it. Best yeah. final girl of the franchise and all that psychological stuff he really liked. He thinks Sackhead Jason's uh, quite imposing and creepy. He loves the deaths of Mark, the guy in the wheelchair, and Jeff and Sandra yep. when they're mm-hmm. impaled. Yep. And he, yeah, this is my personal favourite of his thoughts. It also highlights that if you stay at the pub, get shit-faced and make it an all-nighter, you'll survive. <laughs> Which, That's right. Ted, I believe, Ted rolls out for right. he's not on the piss. Yeah. <laughs> the boy's getting killed. Jason's, and Jason's, I, totally, I totally agree. Unless you're in New York, Jason's yet to turn up at the local and sort of, you know, cut a swath, so... <laughs> Yeah, and that wasn't even that was a bloody uh, diner, wasn't it? So yeah, if you're at the bar, you're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Yeah, um, <laughs> his his own, his negatives are actually more like the lack of gore because of the editing, and yeah. the whole thing about Warrington Gillette being credited as Jason, yeah. and basically the the information is that he essentially did only one one part, which was jump through the window yeah. at the end. Didn't want to turn up and play Jason, right. but happy to sign autographs as Jason. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He's a, he's a classic example of what we spoke about. Yeah. <laughs> I think this also has the lowest uh, kill count of the series, yes. which is at nine. So, you know. You're and I think in a way... Part of the reason, again, why I like this is they use their time more wisely because they're not killing every person that waltzes across the street. <laughs> you know, like, because there's only about 10 kills, you've got, it's 85 minutes, but you've actually got an, pretty much 45 to 50 minutes of actually developing a little bit of motivations. And that's why I think Ginny comes off really well-rounded at the end. Hmm. Yeah, it's also directed by uh, Steve Miner, who's yeah. a really decent horror director anyway, Lake Blast at Halloween H2O. But th- this one here honestly does feel more like a Halloween movie from the way he's stalking his characters, and there is a lot more emphasis on the tension of the movie. And I think that's why Steve Miner is tr- really trying to replicate John Carpenter uh, throughout a lot of yeah. this. And, and I don't take that as a bad thing. It's just a different flavor from what I typically go for in my Jason-type movies. But again, it- it's a well-made sequel just for me. Falls a bit short just because it doesn't have those those memorable kills. Yep. Fair enough. But uh, All right, we're on to num- middle of the middle of the road here. Yep. This is so number six. Number six for me is Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood. We mentioned that earlier. Honestly, a movie that's grown on me in estimation over the years. I, I didn't like this one as much as a kid, uh, which is funny because it's the most really fantastical of them all. You know, it's basically Carrie versus Jason, but it's got a nice little high concept plot twist to the Jason story. I really like the, the lead girl here, uh, Tina. She's pretty solid. Kane Hodder. This may be my favorite, 
time he's played Jason. He's really imposing here. The effects of Jason look great. This one, really the biggest negatives all come down to the kills because almost every single one is cut away from. There's not a lot of blood. Uh, it's just unfortunate the MPAA kind of brutalized this one because if not, this could have been, you know, one or two notches up in my but, but ultimately forgettable teens similar to uh, number two, I believe, with just I don't have a lot of the side characters that I that I find uh, a lot to like in other than teen, of course, is a great. Hmm. Sure. As I said before, when we were talking about it, because um, Luke, Luke brought it up a little bit lower at number nine. I had it at number four. It's not a smart movie like by yeah. any means. <laughs> it's it's dumb as dog shit, but I think that it's in, it's 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 enjoyable. Like there's something fun about the entire package. They get the 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 idea the the idea of having all those kills crammed into an eighty minute movie much more successfully than say a part five. Which yeah. and look, <laughs> at one point I believe there's there's a lot of sex happening too. I mean, at one point three three different yeah. couples are having three different three couples sex <laughs> three couples at one time, but we cut one two three. So like, was it? So this is your allotted sex time. <laughs> Get ahead, take care of it. Yeah. So what do you reckon? It must have just been at that, that stage of the party. Like, did someone just say, "Right, we're going to have sex"? What do you guys think? Are you up for that? You you got that room. We'll yeah. have that room. There's a van out the back. Let's all just do it at one time, and then we'll come back to the party. Like, <laughs> yeah. it yeah, all yeah, just yeah. broke out like that. Do you maximize sex? FaceTime? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing for me about it is that the finale and the the. The fight between him and Tina is excellent. The the way they use a lot of that mechanical effects and everything, and you know, this is Kane Hodder showing his not only his is giving Jason a bit of performance, but also the his ability as a stuntman because he gets absolutely yeah. walloped a few mm. times. I mean, they dropped an entire body. <laughs> the shingle of a the front of a house on him at one point. So. You know, he really – and he really embraces it, and I think that's part of what makes this enjoyable. Yeah. So that's kind of why I had it so high because I was initially a bit like you thinking back to when I – before I watched it for this, uh, this one's a bit sort of ho-hum, but I kind of yeah. really got into it. it. It does have a super fun finale. I will say all the way up until Tina's dad is resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> pulls him through the dark into the lake like, what the hell? Where the heck? I'm looking pretty fresh too. I forgot he was even there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh right. Her father drowned as well. I was the uh, yeah. Mr. Lake. <laughs> no I was the same as you, Adam. I had it at number four as well. And I think Brandon yeah. just hit on something that I that um, about Kane Hodder that I was going to mention when we sort of got into into the Jasons. But the thing for me about Hodder is, in terms of just looking at his performance and not what he does outside, how, how much sort of he spends time with the fans and whatnot, he's had some real up and down. I'm not someone who thinks Hod is the best Jason just because, you know, he's played it so much. I think he's 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 yeah. had some real stinkers, but this one is his best yeah. by far, and it's coupled with, for me, the best Jason's ever looked. This is my favourite sort of design of Jason with the, with the back showing and the chains and all that sort of shit, and when the face comes off, I actually reckon it looked pretty good. And as you said, Adam, he gets to do stunts. He gets fucking flogged when that house falls on him. And he does, um, <laughs> as you said, the high concept is a bit of a swing, but they don't stray too far 
as something like Jason Jason Goes to Hell did. They don't stray too far from the formula. They fit it into the formula, yep. and it works. I feel like it works for most of the film doing that, other than when three people are having sex and we, we just have to kind of <laughs> take those couple of minutes and wait until everything's back to normal. <laughs> yeah. There's also a solid 10 yeah, or 15-minute stretch in which people are just running in woods. Yeah. It's just completely just people sprinting through woods. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a I've got a WTF moment with regards to one of the characters in part seven that I found rather amusing <laughs> at one point. But look, um, okay, so that was that was um, it was number six. What did you have at six, Jared? Okay, so this is where this is where the part of the list comes in that I had to put my personal allegiances aside and try to judge it on what it did well. And I think you know where my, this might be going, Adam, but um. <laughs> no, I, it's not. I have Jason X, and I fucking love Jason X, but I just kind of had to look at it <laughs> up against what some of the other movies did and what Jason X did. I I love what Jason X did, taking it to such a far extreme, and again, basically just still doing a Friday the Thirteenth movie, but using space as a vehicle to throw a couple of little subversions on the tropes. My big problem with Jason X is they started off with one of the best kills in the series and then the creativity of how Jason was going to kill people just dropped off. There was so much you could have done there. A couple of the the comedic moments didn't work either, but, yeah, I mean, when we get into discussing that a little bit more, when Brandon gets onto it on the list, we'll we'll sort of uh, go down that track a little. But, yeah, I have to state for the record that I fucking love Jason X and I would probably watch it over... 90% 90% of the other movies, but in the cold light of day, it probably has to sit there on my list. Yeah, I, okay. I completely agree with you, Jared, which is why it's my number five. You haven't seen it on the list yet, but here we go. Jason Excellent. X, my fifth. Look, my number six was the remake. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought the remake, honestly, was pretty good. Overall, and as as probably as best as you could have got it, it had moments that were absolutely stupefying. I mean, Christ, he the guy is running a very impressive electricity setup <laughs> down in his lair. <laughs> he seems to have, but apart from some of those things and a little bit of shit character work, there's some characters that I barely even you barely even know. The opening 20 minutes is outstanding. It is probably the best. It's basically the best the Friday the 13th franchise has been, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, that 20 minutes is is rock solid. It basically just gives you everything a Friday the 13th movie should be, and including making Jason menacing for the first time in about six films. Yeah. And it, the, the fact that he runs, the way he kind of attacks that bloke who finds the pot crop, he just looks up and he's standing there and he just charges at him. Like, he really makes that that stuff tick. Once we get past that, look, <laughs> it's not as not as enjoyable, but overall I think it's a, a solid remake. That was my, my take at number six. Mm. So so what does Luke have at number five before we get into this, uh, Jason X? Oh, uh, sorry, we're, st- we're still at six, aren't we? Six oh, no, I, my six was six. New Blood. Yeah, he has it at six. Luke has the reboot as well. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, 
So he he, he enjoyed he liked Derek Mears as Jason. First twenty minutes was just top notch. Look, he actually likes the underground tunnels because it gives Jason a valid reason to be able to move stealthily around and all that sort of stuff. He didn't like there's some CGI stuff in the blood spatter and that that he didn't like. He didn't particularly like Mr. Redneck. <laughs> the Redneck bloke who seems to be. <laughs> and he also didn't like the ending with the jump scare that kind of comes out oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. unnecessarily. But that's his number six. We'll talk a little bit more about it when you get to it with, yeah. within your list. So number five for you, Brandon. Yeah, I think I've, I've, I've got mixed it, up on the it, list uh, here. Yeah. I'm just going to drop them, but I, I don't know where we're at. Five, six, whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So five for me, yeah, was was Jason X. So, so Jason X, uh, I mean, if leprechauns and cenobites and critters can go to fucking space, you know, let's bring Jason up. Uh, 2455, it's just absolute ridiculousness, but I feel like the... The filmmakers know it is, and they don't. They never cross that line for me where it's they are trying to make a bad movie. This is them. I feel like I'm trying to make an earnest sci-fi horror movie with a few comedic bits, but that is unintentionally hilarious at almost every turn. But also has some fucking yeah, some really good kills. Maybe the best kill of the series. One of them for sure. It's got <laughs> just some. Oh my god! It's like literally minute after minute. I could go on about how this fucking movie blows my mind, but. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> just filled with so many stupid characters. And what can we say about this movie? I don't It It gives us Uber Jason. You know what I mean? It gives us Uber Jason a cool new look. Uh, fucking nanobots. The things that I love oh, about this, man. the uh, simulated Camp Crystal Lake scene, the fact that, you know, 25 people, I think, are murdered in this movie. There's a bit of action in it as well. There, you, you can tell they're bouncing from trying to be everything from aliens to, you know, Silence of the Lambs in the beginning of this. And, like, they're just grabbing from everything, and most of it doesn't stick. It's got some of the most reprehensible characters. That stoner kid, Isaiah, or whatever, who gets his arm cut off. Like, half of these characters I want dead instantly. But I gotta say, Brodsky, like, the, the badass guy, Sergeant Brodsky. Dude. Love Brodsky. <laughs> Brodsky, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, the robot girl, MKM or whatever her name is, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fair question to ask. <laughs> what is actually happening? Because I had it much lower down. I had it at number eight. Yeah, and I can see that. I and mean, so did Luke. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, understandable. Understandable. I know it's filled with poor dialogue. Most of the CGI looks like shit. But for some reason, I feel like this is one of the most, if not the most, entertaining minute by minute uh, entry in the series, honestly. Again, a movie that I almost had at number four, but I, I thought to myself that if I put it at number four, I'd never put it myself. <laughs> I was in the same boat, mate. I, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there at number one going, Jason X. No, I can't do it. I just can't Started do it. Started higher, yeah. It's like, uh. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like I, I love okay, so what it tried to be in some ways. I think when we yeah. got Uber Jason, Kane Hodder actually kind of changed his performance a little bit. Like when you see Uber Jason there, he's kind of puffing the chest out and doing the big breaths and things like that. And I thought he was really good as Uber Jason. Brodsky. Oh, he's man, a method Jesus, actor. I love Brodsky. But some of the other characters <laughs> were just oh, gee, abysmal. And someone like Janessa. Janessa was just grating oh, the whole way through. My biggest thing was like I just every time I watch it, I just think, 
what could have been with the kills. And when you read some of the ideas, you can see, well, that was never going to work because of the, you know, the budget. Even when you see the one with the video games, I look at that and I think, man, that was a pretty good idea. Like someone getting their head cut off sure. and then the head starts talking, going, what the hell's going on here? And, and when they actually chose to go with those monsters in the video games, it just kind of destroyed the whole scene because it looked pretty bad. But, yeah, it, it does have yeah. some bits that I just, I, I, I just want to go back to over and over. And I probably will very soon. <laughs> it would seem Luke and I have similar feelings <laughs> about this one. The Uber Jason's fine. There are some interesting ideas, e.g. the the Crystal Lake virtual reality, Uber Jason, the robot. You know, all that stuff's interesting. And the kill of the girl's face that gets oh yeah, um, chucked in the uh, what's he is fantastic. But the acting, for the most part, is shit. <laughs> and that includes Kane Hodder. He's actually quite bad um, when, uh, until he becomes Uber Jason. Uh, and the CGI is bad, like, and that's budgetary. But they did have, I think it was $12 million mm. to work with here, so they were hardly working with nothing. And I just think it bit off more than it could chew. What about that sweet spawn so, opening credit sequence in hell? <laughs> <laughs> and what other movie has look, a guy uh, intercept Jason just as he's trying to, you know, reboard the Grendel and then ride him like a fucking meteorite? To that's Earth? right. Where else can you get that? Where else can you get that? A character incinerated in the atmosphere in a horror. Place. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get that anywhere else, yeah. I must admit. And, and, and uh, who, where else can you get David Cronenberg slumming? <laughs> so weird. Cronenberg could see. Cronenberg could see what we say, mate. <laughs> I mean, a movie so popular, Mythbusters covered it. They tried to do the Frozen yeah, Face Mask. Right. Apparently, they busted it. Me and Jared have a thought that maybe. They, um, when Cronenberg got on set, they said, look, would you be interested in directing this? Uh, <laughs> and he laughed heartily. And then <laughs> you've, got, you've got me for an hour. I'm busy currently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's, number, that's number five. That, that was that five correct? for me, yep. That's what you had at, that, that's what you had at yep. five. Okay, Jared, um, what do you have at well, five? Well, I'm going to have to go through my list here because I've got a bit mixed up. So I'm just going to work my way up because okay. I've skipped one. Somewhere. So oh, at 11, right. I had Jason Takes okay. Manhattan. At 10, I had Part 5. At 9, I had Ghost to Hell. At 8, I had Part 3. 7, I had Jason X. So I've got a bit mixed up there. Part Ooh, 6. Right. Wow. Seven. I'm going to be the first one to do it. I've got the original at Part 6. So at number 6, sorry. At number 6, um, okay. Reason being is... so. Again, we'll talk talk a bit more of this when when Brandon gets on there. But I I feel I feel like the originals aged pretty badly, and the only thing that really stands up for me is Savini's work and Betsy Palmer's performance. But there's a couple of other things that the more I go back to and the more I see the rest of the series don't stand up for me. So I'll quickly skip over that one and get to my part uh, my number five. My number five is the remake. 
So pretty much what okay. you had said previously about the first 20 minutes being outstanding. I really like Derek Mears, but there's a couple of seedier elements of the film that don't need to be there. It feels a little bit like Marcus Nispel just kept that Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe and brought it over to this one when it, I felt like it didn't need to be. I'm here nor there on the tunnels. There's parts of it that I like, but as you said, I, don't, I didn't really need to know how Jason got around pretty quickly, especially now that he can run. Looks like he's got some legs on him. I think he can go. I don't know. I don't need to know how he just turns up somewhere. But yeah, three minute K's, Jared. Three minute K's. Oh, he can get three minute K's. Absolutely, out? absolutely. Look, he's got a bit of weight to him, so he's going to sag pretty quickly. But I reckon the first one of be- <laughs> No, mate. Let me tell you something. You need two and a half minutes to get away from him. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You need to be able to really crack it. You got to be. You got to be pretty sharp. You got to be able to distance run like bloody Gabra Celesi or someone like that to just get out and <laughs> yeah. continue it on. Um, but yeah, the, the remake for me, and yeah, again, we'll get to it a bit more later, but uh, that one's, that's where I had that. Don't get me wrong, mate. Uh, if well, I put a gap on him, if I put a gap on him, I'm talking trash. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Can't see me, can you, sack it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, that was a side note. Side note there. <laughs> Okay, so so we're at we're at number five. From this is my number five, and it's also Luke's number five. Is the original? Oh, okay, okay. So I'm glad I was I wasn't too far out of line then. No, yeah, no. We can actually talk about it now because it's my number four. Awesome. Okay, so yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, the original, the original. Yeah, look, I think that and Luke, Luke in particular likes the Mrs. Voorhees. She th- he thinks she's a really good villain, which I would yeah. agree. I actually think she it's it's a bit over the top and there's a bit of ham, but it really works for what what they're going for. Uh, Savini's effects are still excellent, even though you can see the seams a bit more than previously because the the high definition transfers and stuff. The magic of Blu-ray. <laughs> Blu-ray. Darken that shit up, mate. <laughs> but. And the he Luke's a big fan of the ending, um, with Jason coming up out of the out of the water, and he actually makes a quicker gag about um, he's looking at part three for how not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Bad. bad. Exactly. Uh, he his problems with it are that the final showdown between Alice and Mrs. Voorhees is a bit long and tedious. Yep. And yep. It's not very well directed, apart from the fact that they use POV in an effort to kind of showcase that someone's watching them. So, and I would agree with a fair bit of that. To use uh, a, to use one of your favourite lines, Adam, I think the, direct, the, direct, the directing directing thing is a Spuds and Burgers job. It is a Spuds. I mean, fuck, let's go a little bit lower. It's probably just the, just the Spuds. <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty workmanlike. I think that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I echo these sentiments. I mean, the music's really good, but but yes. honestly, it's it's not a well directed film. The acting's all right. We get, of course, you know, some some prime Kevin Bacon. Always love that bacon when it sizzles. <laughs> but but I will say, in comparison, he is prime. Though, Brandon, it's a what the fuck? Oh, he is prime. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, when you're when you're comparing this film to the first in all these other classic horror series, I mean, even just the opening of the movie. You got the two people going off to make out. One kid stabbed in the stomach off screen. The other ones, it's like a freeze frame on her screaming as she goes to be killed. But like you compare that to Halloween, the first kills in that, or, or Nightmare on Elm Street, or even Scream. It's like, it, it doesn't hold candle. It doesn't immediately grab you. 
you know, there's nothing really outstanding about this. I genuinely had Jason X above this, but I switched. I switched it because honestly, I would. I feel like my house would be burned down if I left it as is. But yeah. but honestly, when it comes to rewatchability, this one falls way down. I, I put it here yeah. for the respect of you know starting the series. It does have a nice little mystery element, and I do agree that. Uh, you know, Pamela Voorhees has a nice character motivation. I, I like that about her. And she's a good villain. But for the most part, this one kind of largely forgettable, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. I think you raised a really good point there in that a lot of the other sort of big hitters in the in the horror series, the franchises, that they started with real classics that brought something yeah. else to the table. Halloween obviously invented the kind of elements of the slasher that were so copied, you know, took some stuff itself, but Elm Street was a whole different kettle of fish with the villain. Scream obviously was, you know, at a time when when it needed to be freshened up and it did everything to do that. Whereas Friday, as much as I do love it, the series started out of just being a being a cheap copycat. Um yeah. and and had it not been for Tom Savini, I feel like it may not have got to where it got to. I think Luke raises a really good point too. That ending is genius. And I think had it not been for that, who knows where it would have gone. Obviously we wouldn't have had Jason there if they hadn't have decided to do that. And it was a real, it was a real way to, I guess for the time period, it was a real way to generate word of mouth and get other people to say, oh, you got to see this movie just because they remembered, oh, I shat myself just before the credits came on and I want someone else to get that sort of feeling too. So, um, yeah, yeah in, in, in the, time that it, the time that it was placed and the way that they constructed that was, was genius, really. And touching on Savini once more because I've got, I've got you know, this, Savini's a huge influence, I think, on those films that I loved in that period because he, had, he made so many of them. Um, and his special effects were outstanding. But I think you'll find that's kind of another touch point for this film is that we weren't seeing stuff like that on screen. Like, there was not that kind of special effects where it looked like, like, the people's faces were still moving and stuff. So people were like, holy shit, like, how did they do that? And Mm. that adds another layer to this one. It kind of ramped up the gore factor. But it gave it, because it was Savini, it gave it that sort of almost realistic, not realistic, but as realistic as you could get it at the time. So I think that sort of probably helped it along with the ending. But overall, yeah, I'll admit with you, it it doesn't quite, yeah, I don't seek it out. If I'm going to the box set, I don't go for the original. My biggest problem with the whole thing, other than Steve Christie's shorts, is um, <laughs> probably probably the uh, the fact that it was a cheat. The Who Done It was a yeah. cheat. It's um, a cheat, especially especially given Pamela Voorhees was really strong when she was on screen. I know it would have been hard to make it a mystery, as you said, Adam. They weren't hiring Agatha Christie to write the script, so <laughs> no. um, it feels like you know that. Had they introduced her earlier, it might have been easy to pick. It might have been easy to sort of to to get along with that. But at least you would have had the chance. Well, um, just yeah, just kind of making her in the, the movie diner at the start in. and just had her go. Are uh, you cool. talking to me? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, it Roy. <laughs> yeah, that type of uh, yeah, red herring sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, Give something yeah. uh, for Crazy Ralph to catcall at. That's- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just had to. I felt like you just had to give it, had to give him, give us a chance. Um, and so when you see the ending, 
I, I actually loved the the finale, the the taking off of the head and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just couldn't shake that feeling of you didn't give me a chance, you know. The other thing is you tend to see Alice wander around a lot. Like when we get down to it, she kind of wanders, goes into a cabin, kind of walks around the cabin for a bit, puts something in front of looks, the door. like Looks up a cup of tea. Cup of tea, yeah. that's right. Now it's not the time. Dressed like Luke Skywalker, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Including the, the hair, thing, the cut. Yeah, exactly. And the other problem you run into when it's Pamela Voorhees as the killer is you, you don't have that uh, safety net of when a character finds a dead body in some fucking outrageously unrealistic position, you can just go, oh, Jason's a goddamn, you know, giant yeah. mongoloid guy. He just threw it up there, whatever. <laughs> but her, I'm wondering, like, how the fuck did she arrow this body to the door of this cabin? Yeah, yeah, and, like, absolutely. you can always tell him the hairy knuckles and all this stuff that you can tell is clearly just the hairy her. knuckles it's is like, brilliant. <laughs> It looks Thanks like a lot, Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's this this little lady's kind of you know the head's coming off and here's Bigfoot's hands creeping the frame <laughs> like it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. She definitely had man hands. It does have my favorite reaction to a kill though in any movie, or I guess a reaction to about being killed when I think it's her name's Marcy is about to take an axe to the face and she just sort of stares and screams. <laughs> and what's hilarious about that is we now know watching the movie, that's just a fucking 75-year-old woman there standing with an axe like, run away or do something. She yeah, just stands there and yeah. it's like, here's my death, I'm accepting it. It's up there, but um, but uh, just for a tangent, my favourite reaction to a kill in the movie is still uh, Gavin Wood in, in Houseboat Horror, Adam, when he walks around the corner and finds a body and goes, yeah. oh, shit, what sort of asshole would do that? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He also follows it up with, oh, have a look at the scenery. You'll bar up. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. No, but, yeah, the, the kills are just largely inconsistent. I mean, the most graphic or violent thing that happens is this fucking snake murder on screen where they hack it apart yeah. with a hatchet. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust style. That's right. <laughs> like, surely Tom Savini could pull up a, a fake snake, couldn't he? Exactly. I mean, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're cutting away to all these other deaths, but this one, they're like, no, we want this one on camera. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom Savini can work a human head and make it look semi-realistic when you're killing them. He could come up with something, couldn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, Apparently the the owner was, like, crying when they were doing it. I'm thinking, oh gosh, I bet. What's the, what sort of contracts did you sign where you couldn't just say, nah, that's my snake, I'm leaving? <laughs> like, you know, just stand there and Wait, watch you're going to kill it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I um, don't know. I don't know. signing off on that. <laughs> I want at least an extra 20 bucks or something. <laughs> uh. All right, okay. So that was number, number five, correct? Or number four? That was your number four. That was four, yeah. What did yep. you have at number four, Jared? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier. Number seven was um, was was that four? Okay, yeah, sorry, I part, had part seven. Seven well. was that number four? Um, yeah, mentioned briefly that I was a, I was a fan. I feel like this is the one that took a swing and kind of made it work. So yeah, that was that was at number four. Yeah, and Luke had number part three at number four. Yep, oh, yep. which we already talked about. <clears throat> okay, so y- your third choice on the list, Brandon. Yeah, my third one, I know a lot of people are just like, why the fuck do you have this this high? But I got to say, I kind of enjoy the Friday the 13th remake. Out of all of the remakes that we've gotten of these classic horror properties, I'd say this one is up there as maybe the best or one of the best. It's up there, genuinely. That doesn't necessarily mean it's all that great, but 
the opening 20 minutes of this, you guys mentioned it earlier. I remember seeing that in theaters and when the, the fucking title card of Friday the 13th come in after they've just murdered, I don't know, six or seven teenagers. I remember sitting there like, is the movie... Oh, what just happened? Did they just pull a Departed? Where I'm halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was watching. Like, <laughs> that, that shocked me. And yeah, it condensed. It's probably the best 20 minutes in the series, and it's why this movie's so high. I do agree that after that 20 minutes, it takes a bit of a dive. We get, you know, Trent... My favorite character in the series. I love Trent. This guy's the worst. Absolute oh asshole, God. but still, I still can't get over the bit where he tries to sort of cozy up to his, his girlfriend, <laughs> and then she goes, do you want to go for a hike? He goes, oh, I love hikes, I love hikes. She goes, oh, yeah, now you do. She walks off, and he goes, can you get me a beer? <laughs> I, just love, I just love him, man. He's just an absolute <laughs> I love He's He's one of the most delightful assholes I've ever seen in, in, in horror movies. He's so, like, <laughs> even just, like, when when he's part of the dialogue and the back and forth and whatever, he's just hilarious because he's such a prick. But then there's other parts when he's not really a part of it, like the the two guys are playing the drinking game or whatever, and he just kind of walks past and goes, "This is an outside game." And then kind of <laughs> keeps on going. They just find ways to insert him like that too. Like I just, oh yeah, I love him. Oh my god, yeah, I love. That I also too. want him to narrate any sexual ex- escapade <laughs> I have for the rest of my life. Where he's just like. Stupendous tits. So juicy, dude. (laughs) It's like you really know how to charm a man. Oh, my God. Almost as charming as Donnie. Yeah, Donnie the redneck we mentioned earlier. Holy shit. Yeah, he comes up. We'll talk about that more in the what the fuck moments because there's plenty. (laughs) But there's a lot of uh, well shot carnage in this movie. Marcus Nisbell, who did the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, knows how to shoot this shit. It's uh, I mean, there's that one great shot where, you know, Jason's taking the fire poker through the cop's head and it's all one shot as it tracks through the side of the door as the, you know, the spike comes through. And yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of um, stuff that you go for in these movies condensed into a, a short amount of runtime. Because yeah. as soon as you get that first 20 minutes, they're like, let's just start this bitch over again. Here's a new crop of kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, those ones, though, you know, not a lot of likable characters in there. No. It lacks it lacks in character development too because uh, and actual knowledge of who's who. There's three different girls in the second group that are just exactly <laughs> yep. the same. I remember thinking, yeah. who, which one's which? And and yeah. even watching it again, the girl who goes out and gets killed water skiing, the girl that ends up sleeping with Trent, uh, and his actual girlfriend, they're interchangeable. Like they're. Yeah, nearly indistinguishable. They look, they look a yeah. bit the same, even. I'm like, oh, yep. you know that they 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 mucked up there. And my other dislike is probably that whole thing about she looks like his mum, and he's been keeping her. Sure, yeah, they're doing that. I think the rehash in number two, anyway. Or I, I do appreciate yeah. the fact that this movie tries to throw the first three movies in there anyway to get you a nice condensed version of Jason, who he is and how he came to be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with the not only the lack of characterization. When we talk later on about the final girls, I had to, I had trouble figuring out which one of these is the final, which one of these is the final girl because some of them are so yeah. inconsequential to the plot and don't do too much towards. I guess the last. 10 15 minutes you're like oh i guess this one's the one we're gonna follow okay yeah yeah i got i got similar feelings i think you you're pretty spot on brandon that it does a a really good job of taking stuff from the originals even part four like um jared padalecki is essentially doing what rob was doing in part four yeah but they just play it a little bit differently and um 
Uh, I think for the most part, it is done really well. One of the one of the little downers for me was killing Jenna at the end. I just felt yep. like it's it's going to sound weird, but I don't feel like the Friday the Thirteenth movies are a place for the downer ending, like where you get to the ending and go, oh well, someone's safe. But geez, there was a real kick in the guts on the way because you you know most of them are going to have some sort of stinger at the end, and I feel like the stinger doesn't work if you haven't put us in a safe place before that. Yeah. So to get Clay and Whitney out, you're kind of like, okay, they're safe, but shit, you know, you, you copped a hit at the end there because you thought they were all going to get out. So yeah, that that was one of the one of the things that sort of took some points off for me. But I I don't think you've you've uh, gone too far out of place there putting it up that high. I think it is a really good entry in the series. Yeah, I I do agree that it's just uh, it's front loaded after yeah. and especially after Trent goes after he's taken out it's uh, a sharp decline. It's got a kind of a poor finale, but I think everything leading up to that's pretty solid mm. despite having some really dumb characters. And yeah, you mentioned earlier a few seedier elements that don't sit well with me. You know, yeah. ten yeah. eleven years later, yeah. Agree. <laughs> where okay. are we thinking? Um, where are we thinking? Jason um, served his apprenticeship. To learn his sort of electrical skills. <laughs> oh, and man, I mean, a locksmith, a blacksmith. What, this guy's yeah, got it all, yeah. The bloke builds better tunnels than Rambo did. The Rambo's <laughs> had years of practice. Like, um, like Rambo. Yeah, plenty of trips down to down to Bunnings or Home Depot in America there to get all his equipment and sort of wire it all up. I'm not sure how, you know, how he managed that, but yeah, we'll let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> so what did, I had part two as my number three, and we talked about that before. Yeah, I was the yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, part two. Luke has actually two. got Jason Lives. Jason oh, Lives number three. is his Third number, number okay. three. Yep. So what is your number two? Yeah, so uh, so this all came down to literally one thing. The top two movies here, I can rewatch any day of the week. They're some of my favorite slashers, but it all came down to one thing about the placement of where I put these. And number two is Jason Lives because there's no nudity. There's no nudity in my Friday. <laughs> it's literally got almost every single thing match to match, but when it all exactly when it all when the chips fall into place, like, I gotta say that like it's just not quite a Friday the Thirteenth masterpiece if there's not a little TNA. But it's got everything else, man. I mean, this is the end of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. It's got it's the first one that actually has fucking children at the camp. It's an actual running <laughs> camp, summer camp, which is nice. Uh, yep. And you know what? There's a whole lot of Alice Cooper in there, which always tickles <laughs> my fans. Yeah. But this is also where they get the, uh, you know, the self-aware, which is which is really fun. And I, I love this. This is where it gets ironic and funny and it also cements him as, you know, the supernatural being the undead serial killer that we all know and love. So hmm. totally agree. Yeah, I definitely. Had it, I had it at, at number two as well. Kind of meta before that sort of stuff was popular. Strangely yeah. enough, you know, I'd even go as far as to say, yeah, it kind of almost has a scream vibe in the way it's dealt yep. with. I think Tom McLaughlin is actually really talented and he does a fantastic job, not only under the confines of having to actually bring Jason back after the shit show that was five, and the way he did it with the kind of gothic horror, the Frankenstein type of element, all yep. of that stuff. And I think even though there's 16 kills, I think there's 16 kills in it, he gives each of those characters a little bit of something to do and, and something likeable about a lot of them. And that's very difficult in these sorts of films. 
So I think yeah, this doesn't have a single wasted kill. kill. Yeah, and actually, if you read Crystal Lake Memories, it was actually only going to be thirteen. He wanted to have mm. an exact thirteen, but they added the death. They added the couple at the lake and the couple <laughs> yep. at the lake, which you can see a shoehorned in. You can actually see that. Um, yeah. So I think it would. I actually felt it would have been even better had they have left it at thirteen and actually added the thing he was going to have at the end with Elias Voorhees and the, he'd been looking mm. after Jason's grave and all that. I think that would have been really cool. So I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Luke is also a huge fan of it. Uh, he, he loves the meta humour and the gothic tones. The resurrection's excellent. He really likes, and, and I agree, um, Thom Matthews as Tommy. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of Corey Feldman and I think he's 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 good, but... I think this guy is actually the best of the Tommies. And yep. lo- he loves the soundtrack. <laughs> One of his oh, only problems. Right. <laughs> How could you not? One of his only problems is something that I'd like to bring up too, and it's in the what the fuck moments, but he's got a problem with the aggro paintball guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's yeah, rambling on about What's he doing? And- <laughs> <laughs> in <Yeah>. the world. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, I think we could have probably done with less of him or none at all. Yeah. But I really enjoyed part six. I think it's, it, like you, it was a toss-up between the it, it and the number one film. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a nice Bond opening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's brilliant. really cool. Just love it. And also, yeah, so some of the best kills of the series, but also one of the best final fights. I love that they're on the boat and this, everything's on fucking fire. He gets the boat propeller to the head. Mm. Solid way for him to go out. Yep. So, Jared, you had it. Yeah, I had that. No, that's my number one. That's your number ah, one. Okay. I mean, we're yep. gonna be we're gonna be talking about that shortly, so we may as well go into it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. What you guys have said is spot on. I just feel like uh, CJ Graham is actually just top notch. Doesn't get enough discussion in in the best Jasons. Yeah, I think the design of Jason is pretty good. The humor was it's it, it was it hit a point in the series after part five where it felt like this is how it had to go, and I think they played it for the most part. Played it with a really deft hand. Tom Tom McLaughlin did a fantastic job. You've already mentioned Adam that Tommy is the best he has been throughout the series, and I just felt like all the characters like you wanted them around. You wanted to spend the time with them, including the sheriff. Like including the sheriff who's supposed to be a bit of an antagonist. He had the right reasons the whole way along. He was making the right decisions with Tommy because Tommy did save like a lunatic and. I feel like all of that stuff was done really well. All the characters were good. And as I mentioned to you, Adam, I don't want to sound like too much of a scumbag, but I think the the, the girl is really good looking in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, valid, too late, valid yeah. points. I've already got my card, so I might as well just, just go along with it. But, yeah, I think you guys made really valid points, and it's, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between the top two for me. So, Yep. So obviously, Brandon, your number one. The final Jason chapter. X. Uh, <laughs> yeah, That's it. Let's get into it. We've called a late Shovel order. Twist. It's on there twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, the final chapter. I mean, it's got an amazing, you know, opening set of kills. Gives us a central character to root for, Tommy Jarvis. I was, you know, especially watching this when you're younger, you really identify with him because he's a horror hound. He's making masks and all this weird shit. Got a really good, solid final girl, a great Jason. 
um, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, in the, the best of Jason's and honestly, some some fantastic kills. It just it just works. It's it's pretty brisk. It moves. It just combines every element of what I love about these movies into an efficient kind of thrill ride, almost like a like a like a park. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like a blast of uh, excitement. I, I've always just really enjoyed this one. And it's one I continue to go back to. And I think it's one of the best shot ones, the best acted ones, uh, just a, a, a solid, solid slasher. Mm. Yeah, spot on. And Absolutely. also, it has Crispin Glover doing, quite frankly, <laughs> uh, the <yes>. dancing performance <laughs> ever. I mean, I still want to know what he was on. <laughs> <laughs> because he's really getting oh into it. Gosh. I loved it. But, yeah, I would totally agree, mate. It takes all the elements of a Friday the 13th and it boils it down to its essence and it does it. Everything's a notch above all the other ones. So the effects are better, Jason's better, the characters are more interesting, the kills are really good, the direction's really well done. There's actually a little bit of tension and and, and, and menace in there. Uh, it's great that it's the last of the the human Jasons. So it actually gives Jason a bit more, you know, there's an element again as what I said about part two is the whole idea that, you know, will she or won't she survive, you know, can she kill Jason, that type of thing, you know, when she starts, you know, Trish yep. starts duking it out with him. So I think everything about it is is excellent. Hmm. Yeah, I think, again, Brandon, you raise a really good point about Tommy being like a really relatable character because anyone like, like he's just us you know he's a a, a yeah. character that anyone that got into these movies generally got into him around the age that he is in the movie and I, so i like how they rolled that as well as a little bit of tom savini into the character with his little mask making and all that sort of stuff i think that was super relatable christian Glo- crispin glover just just i mean he just carries sections of that middle <laughs> middle part it makes him super entertaining. He's just—he's such a strange unit. He's just a really strange bloke, but he—he <laughs> yep. he makes something that could have been just another bland Friday the Thirteenth character really interesting. Like you—you you read Crystal Lake Memories and the amount of people in there that are like, "Oh yeah, they gave me—they gave me this dialogue, but I thought I'd punch it up by being, you know, giving it this backstory." And then you watch the movie and you're like, "Well, you're one of those kind of bland ones." Um, yeah. Crispin Glover actually did it. He actually made a guy that you were interested in seeing on screen. His little insecurities and his back and forths with Teddy are just hilarious. And I feel like Ted White was the first one to put all the things about Jason together and do them all really well. Personal favourite is six, but i got no problems with part four being at the top because it's it's right there with it. Yeah, absolutely. Luke also has it at the top. He's pretty much echoes our sentiments. The FX work is excellent. Jason is great. Some some memorable characters. He, Jason's death is awesome. Yeah, and probably could have spelled the end of the series beautifully. Like it would have actually ended this series perfectly. Essentially, they got greedy, obviously, as you do. Well, but I mean, we never would have had Jason X, so it's all for the best. Mate. Fine by me. Yeah, sacrifices had to be made. Sacrifices had to be made. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but I would totally agree that part part four or part six, I can I'm happy to go either way, but I just prefer part four because I think it is the ultimate sort of slasher film. Like if you want to boil down yep. a slasher film to what it should be, that's it. 
All right, look, let, let's quickly do a quick recap again of what we had because, quite frankly, it was an hour and a half of three cocks crap. <laughs> probably not making a lot of sense <laughs> either way we did it. So I'm going to run through mine. I had the final chapter at number one, Jason Lives at number two, part two at number three, the new brighter part uh, at number four, the original at number five, the remake at number six, Part three at number seven. Jason X at eight. Jason goes to hell at nine. A new beginning at ten. And Jason takes Manhattan at eleven. Brandon, give us yours from top to bottom. I had the final chapter at number one. Jason lives at number two. Friday the 13th remake at number three. Friday the 13th original, number four. Jason X, (laughs) five. Uh, The New Blood, number six. Friday the 13th Part 2, number 7. Friday the 13th Part 3, number 8. We've got Jason Goes to Hell, number 9. A New Beginning at number 10. And Jason Takes Manhattan at number 11. All right, Jared? Yep, so I had Jason Lives at number 1. New chapter, uh, sorry, final chapter at Part 2. Number 3, cross, I'm getting mixed up again. I'm saying parts and numbers everywhere. (laughs) Um, Number 3, I had Part 2. Number 4, I had The New Blood. Number five was the remake. Number six was the original. Number seven, criminally ranked, Jason X. Number eight, I had part three. Uh, At nine, I had Goes to Hell. At ten, I had um, part five. And at number 11, Jason Takes Manhattan. All right, and Luke had final chapter at number one, part two at number two. Jason lives at number three, part three at number four. The original at number five, the reboot at number six, a new beginning at seven, Jason X at eight, the new blood at number nine, Jason goes to hell at ten, and Jason takes Manhattan at eleven. So there you go. That's four different viewings. The good thing about that is they're all slightly different. So it does showcase, you know, the the way these things kind of go. You, you kind of get an interest in one of them, particularly you guys seemingly enjoy Jason X a lot <laughs> for reasons that I can't quite understand. But that's, 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 that's us covering off on the franchise. Now, one more thing before we, we put a pin in that. Do you know, apart from Jason and Tommy Jarvis, what the link between Part 5 and Part 6 is? Mm. Well, I know that, yeah, no, other than Tommy, no. I have questions about how many years have passed yes. because of his age, but I, I, don't, I don't know the other connection. Do you know what the connection is? I was going to say, um, perhaps, perhaps um, Damon was delivering the food that was eaten in the film You're or very something. close, Jared, but there, the connection so. is enchiladas. <laughs> Because in five, he says, damn enchiladas. <laughs> and in six, the copper has the whole enchilada when he's watching the the, the chase between Megan and, and the police. So, you know, a little Ross. bit of synergy there between the films. Luke brought up the whole enchilada. He loves the whole enchilada. But, yeah, <laughs> Demon starts it all with some damn enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is the franchise... Ranked, top to bottom. Big thank you to Luke, too, for giving us his ratings. Really very much appreciated, mate. We appreciate you getting involved, so it was really good. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.